Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Chips and Bits podcast. I'm your host, Kenny Myers, and with me as always is... Matthew Anderson. Matthew, how are you doing on this fine, fine day this podcast is being listened to? I'm doing a lot better. Uh, I crashed my bike two weeks ago, and it's been a not very fun couple of weeks, but today I feel great. Yeah, you can check the YouTube and see that his face just looks fucking terrible. Just looks like I did not really hit my bad. face. Just looks like the worst it's ever looked. I've ever seen it. <laughs> bike crashes, man. That's why I always say, make sure you're in the car part of the bike crash. Yes, I've never heard that saying, but that's that's accurate. the old the yes. old adage they gave. You know what an adage is? I believe yeah. they have those. Are they you have doing? those in Canada? They do. Yes. Anyway, we have a very long podcast about a very long game today, so I'm going to start the music right. And oh wait, uh, we don't have a we don't we're not doing Patreon anymore. You can go to our website. You can subscribe. We're on the road to 100. Bum as I like to call it, to 100 podcasts. Matt's favorite number. And, uh, and beow, yeah, beow, let's, beow. Let's, let's cue some music, huh? Huh? again that's all right that's okay. I mean, it's still a great theme song you can listen to it twice yeah it just loops in this program we use and it's obnoxious i don't get why they don't let me oh wait there's a loop icon let me uh turn that off <laughs> oh man software it's so complicated uh today we're talking about solar ash solar ash yeah. is i have to actually type and look it up right now made by and well it's published by anna perina but heart machine is the developer Art Machine, of course, the developer of one of the games we played before, Matt. Hyper Light Drifter. Which was kickstarted, and uh, we loved Hyper Light Drifter. It had so much style. And we were so excited to find out this game was coming out, almost like the week it came out. Mm -hmm. um, I will say Annapurna didn't do the best job promoting this game, and it was completely overshadowed um, because it came out like right around Christmas. Uh, but it was like a great little game, and we wanted to talk about it, um, even though it's a, it's a smaller game, like just how much, well, at least I'll say how much I enjoyed it. Um, Matt, tell, tell us about Solar Ash. Oh, gosh, I hated this game so much. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, you hit the, the, the initial uh, highest note that I thought was probably the, the only tarnish of this game was that, you know, we could have missed it. Like there's a chance we could have missed this game. And then you've been like, when is heart machine going to release something new? And be like, Oh my gosh, a year ago they released this indie game. Cause it, it was nowhere. Um, and yeah, then I remember seeing the trailer for it and I was like, Oh my gosh, I want to play this. And you were like, yeah, it comes out in two weeks. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Um, so yeah, real, like this is a real shitty thing. Um, that like a, a smaller indie developer like this with, you know, a track record, not a long one, but a track record of producing like a really decent um, indie game just didn't get almost any fan for at least in any of the places that I frequent or that you frequent. Um, but that aside, uh, man, every year 
it seems like there is at least a game that just comes out of nowhere and surprises us. Not typically due to lack of advertising, <laughs> but yeah. you know, something like a, you know, a resident evil, you know, st- um, village or just something where we're not expecting to be completely blown away by it. Um, and just maybe enjoy it or check it out. And then, yeah, you're pleasantly surprised. And this, that's how I would describe this, this game, you know, so like my expectations, at least from a, you know, aesthetic and gameplay, uh, we're, we're pretty high, um, considering our experience with, um, Hyperlight Drifter. And it was entirely different than anything I could have spe- expected in like really delightful ways, specifically how you get around in the world and like the main movement mechanic, which is just absolutely delightful. Like the, you, you surf, uh, like you, you skate surf on clouds of nothing. Um, the closest thing I could that it reminded me of is way back in like Sega Saturn days, Jet Set Radio when you were on rollerblades and spray painting cities. That's the closest thing I could think of. Um, I felt like um, Ratchet and Clank would would probably be like once you got some of the oh, tools to move around. Yeah, yeah. Especially the rails because there's a lot of rails in this game, like a lot of <laughs> which is you know is is a mechanic that's really gen, gen like kind of automated, right? Like once you're on the rail. Uh, you, yep. you generally don't get off it, but then they start adding layers. Like you have to jump to other parts of the, the, the thing. So it was like jet set radio is a really good example of, of the like bare, bare minimum mechanic of you just skating around the clouds pretty much. And then rail traversal is the next thing. Uh, yeah. Which like, which is like so fun. I, I just love rail traversal as a mechanic in games i don't know if you feel that way but like it's almost like uh like the mario 64 like snow slide levels like i just love those kind of like speed you know you just like you screw up uh kind of traversal things and just speed and you have to time your jumps right and but it just feels fast and this game feels very fast mm-hmm yeah, Both I can in, definitely agree with that. In time and in uh, and in pace, because uh, it wasn't too short. I would say it's probably a six, seven hour game, maybe eight hours. Mm-hmm. It's not long. Uh, but one good tell about this game that is very unusual is you and I both started it when it came out roughly. I started and I was like, you need to start this now. I think I mm-hmm. remember telling you. And then I was done by that weekend. Like I had just finished like, but not because there wasn't time spent because I was enjoying it so much that I just finished it. And then the bigger tell is Matt finished it in just about the same time period when he started, which is even rarer than uh, myself finishing something in a weekend. So, um, and traversal is a huge part of this game. And and I I think that's a big part of it in general, sort of like the feel of Sonic games, like a really good Sonic level where you're just like jumping and moving through and you've known when to hit the marks and stuff like that. Um, And the world design kind of gives into that. It's a surreal landscape. Hmm. That's a good way to describe it. Yeah. It's, it's like half, half painting, half ethereal, but without getting too um, like water painting esque. It's, it's, it's a very interesting uh, landscape and sort of world generation for sure neon it's very neon yeah it does have that well the hyperlight it has the heart machine sort of retro um aesthetic vibe applied to it in certain areas um with a lot of things that that light up and glow and sort of like a, a neon-esque thing 
but looks um, like completely different from Hyper Light Drifter. Like they, yeah, yeah, it's, it's like mean, the same color palette in a very, very different yeah. style game. It's strange how much of, and I guess like that's what I was kind of trying to allude to with how this was a surprise because, you know, I knew enough from the trailer that you know one huge difference was going to be that um, this was going to be 3D, um, and we hadn't played any 3D game like Hyperlight Drifter was not that, um, and that it was going to be more about exploration and movement than it was necessarily going to be, um, you know, roguelike and you know fighting necessarily. Um, and so like, you're expecting that and that comes in, you're like, okay, yeah, great. This is awesome. Um, but then like, there's a different take on the, uh, music and the audio than mm-hmm. there was from Hyperlight Drifter. And again, in a really neat way, like the music and sound is a totally different vibe and take, but it's like really great for the setting and the theme. And it really puts you um, into the game uh, right away. Um, and then just how deep the movement mechanics changed the game style. So it's not just like a different genre of game it's a different way that it's a different style that you play within that genre of game too. So um, it just sort of like zigged and zagged in a bunch of different ways I wasn't expecting. Um, But like, yeah, you, you also hinted at like, I think the length of the game is another thing that is great about this game. There's been several times in the past as well that um, you and I have been able to say this game was as long as it should have been. Um, yeah. And sometimes that means it's shorter than other games might be. And it's, it's okay far too many times. Like the, the overwhelming majority of times, games that are bad or games that were good but just couldn't support a game try and make it more than it is. And that turns it into a game that you don't love. You just kind of like it. Yeah. Um, and this, um, like the best way to describe it is that like the biggest surprise in this game is once you've gotten through the, the expose and the exploration part, you get to the end of the first zone and you realize, oh, there's bosses. <laughs> like, I see what this game is about. And each each zone has a boss and the bosses are, you know, somewhere between, you know, like w- super huge or super complex stylistically. But they're like they're giant bosses that you have to fight using the movement mechanic. And, um, you know, they basically stretch out that um in th- that uh, game mechanic and the way that you can beat and defeat bosses using that new movement and gameplay style until they've taught you and you've sort of like stretched it about as far as it can go. And then as soon as they hit the end of what the, the, the gameplay and the movement mechanics could possibly do, they're like, yeah, that's the end of the game. They don't try and make it more than it was. And I thought that, that was ap- like an absolutely compelling part of this game as well. You have the disadvantage of not having played Shadow of the Colossus, correct? Yeah, I played the demo, I think. Yeah. And that's it. So the boss battles in Shadow of the Colossus are amazing. And this game, in many ways, was like an homage to that. Like, because they are big, giant. Like, Shadow of the Colossus is essentially like, there's 20 colossi uh, that you go to different areas. There's nothing else in between. And then you defeat them in, like, clever ways by finding their weaknesses and such. And this was that at the same scale, which is gigantic, but with the speed and traversal mechanics of like a ratchet and clank, just like high speed, quick decision-making, timed. Like there, there's times in Shadow of the Colossus, you have like only a certain time you can do certain things or moves. But this is like, you got through like these bosses, like through the, the by the skin of your teeth. Like it, like it was just, you knew it was coming. It felt super challenging. And then each boss was a different experience. There are only like six bosses in the game, I think. There's four areas. There's two in the main area, including the final boss of the first boss. 
if I'm right. I don't remember that fully, but um, yeah, like if you've played Shadow of the Colossus, it feels like an homage, but also like a, a really fun take on it. Like, you know, much better than um, just like, you know, a cheesy iteration of like, like a replication. It's definitely not a replication, but it feels like the stakes are kind of similar. Um, and you, we speaking, coming back to Hyperlight Drifter, I mean, we should be really clear. This game is nothing like Hyperlight Drifter. And I think no, what Matt like almost in no way <laughs> was really speaking to was the talent of a team. And you can feel elements of Drifter in it, like things that like that were familiar, like, like almost signatures. Uh, and I think it expresses the talent of the team that they made just a fucking completely different game, but it still felt like theirs. And it just shows like an immense level of talent for a team that you know at that at that point had put out one game that was very different from this and i was just like it's very impressive uh like the music in hyperlight drifter was fantastic the music in this game was also fantastic like it's it's not a comparison interestingly enough of gameplay at all because it's not the same gameplay one bit it's more of a comparison of like the level of uh, artistry involved in what they're doing and how amazing it is how they just completely switched like how things work to make this game uh, uh, true. And the bosses are a huge part of that because they're so fun to to do. Like they're just giant. The whole game's just giant traversal puzzles, essentially. Um, yeah. But it's so fun to traverse it's it's akin to the the swinging in spider-man like i was just gonna, I was just gonna yeah, bring that up you, you never fast traveled in spider-man because like first of all the load times are obnoxious uh and then they came to ps5 and i i replayed it and i'm like oh wait no i'm still swinging to areas because it feels right. so fun to do the thing like the main mechanic of swinging um and i feel the same for this game like it just felt so tightly controlled and natural and yeah there's annoyances there's like some platforming like it's not perfect there's definitely some mm -hmm. like platforms that had to do over and like finding things was sometimes super annoying because there's no like objective system even though you have objectives per world uh you, you could get lost on like where to go next especially as the world's got bigger uh, yeah, the, the wayfinding is limited to each zone. So if you have to find something outside of the zone you're in, you kind of have to guess which other zone to go back to to check the the, the wayfinding. I'm not referring to like, I'm actually just like finding the points, like the, because your goal is to eliminate. Oh, like, like grapple points and stuff? No, the monsters that you have to kill to unleash the big oh, monster. Yeah. So the like premise of the game is so simple. You're essentially looking for these blobs to traverse them, release them, like cleaning up pollution, uh, you know, in Mario Sunshine. Uh, mm -hmm. And then an amazing animation happens and a boss appears and then you get rid of the boss and then another amazing animation happens. You get a little story and then you're going to a new zone, essentially. Uh, yep. And it was such a pleasant loop, but I sometimes had a real hard time finding out where the gloops, the gloopy pollution blobs were um, and how to get to them. I don't think it was as clear how like certain paths were um and i would like there i think a lot of like the churn time in this game which there wasn't much but there i was just like where the fuck is this i would like keep going in a loop and not finding anything um and that got obnoxious but never like i wanted to put it down because it was so fun to just go run on things and just like the combat is is tough it's not 
easy. Mm-hmm. You're yep. not really supposed to like fight. That's kind of the goal of the game. Like, exactly. Yeah. You're, you're supposed to like avoid and like, and it and it does a really great job of that. Um, I, I don't know. Like, it was just such a thrill to play this game for so many reasons, and it was beautiful to 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 watch on like a big screen just because it has so much style. Like it was just very stylistically pleasing. Yeah. This team is definitely standing on the shoulder of giants or should I say super giants? Uh, um, Colossi? No, Colossus? I was referring more to like the only other sort of like team slash developer that has really affected me this much between releases oh, that's of games funny. and super that's giants. That's way better yeah. than what I was thinking. That was way yeah. smarter than what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. But to the point you made earlier, I mean that that the level of craft um here is not just on display with the things that you're hearing Kenny and I riff about here, like music and gameplay and mechanics and world building and all that jazz, but the level of craft is also on display in in sort of like you you can tell when the people who are making these things are so focused on making it good and and love games so much when they have the ability to do this kind of translation to move between genres to add their own um play on things to pull in the best of other you know previous games and, and things that have come before them but then like tweak it without making it bad but like actually improving it like you can just tell um that there's like there's that level of craft too and and i think i know i've never done it myself i can only assume that it you know it takes a certain level of genius to be able to do that and yeah that's that's basically the experience of playing this game you're just like wow everything is different than i was expecting but it's all good um and it's the right length and it's everything i want to be and then it's over and i'm just like that was great and you know that's what a good game should be and again, like speaking to like the difference between Supergiant and uh, Heart Machine is, I mean, Supergiant, there's a direct, you can see a direct line between e- either of the evolution. Games. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's very much evolutionary. Whereas like the things that are evolutionary are like the music and like the color, but like the game design as a whole is just like completely far off. So, mm-hmm. like, I mean, there were some movement mechanics in Heart Machine, but this is, like, all movement mechanics. Like, I just feel like it's it was such a, like, it's such a huge leap to take a small team to something that different uh, and to do it well. Like, I just am so excited. Uh, I mean, next they're putting out the sequel to uh, um, Hyper Light Drifter. So that'll be really fun. And interestingly yeah. enough, it's a 3D game. Uh, I so, can't even see. That's the thing. I'm like, what a 3D hyperlater after that sounds terrible, but it's probably going to be amazing. I mean, it's likely going to combine the two games like we love from them. Like, it's probably mm-hmm. going to, you know, evolve in that way. It's co-op too, just in case you were wondering. Yeah, I know. What? I know. Oh no. Uh, anyway, I, I got to say, like, if like I think this is a really fun game to play. It's it's mm-hmm. it's not a light story. It's a sad story, but it is. It is. It's it is a sad story. <laughs> it's a really sad story. Uh, but the game itself is just like just a joy to run around in, almost like a big like playground of giant sea, giant giant uh, centipede monsters. Um, and I I would really really recommend you give it a try. It's, it's not going to take a lot of your time. It really flew under the radar, um, but it's such a fun game and worth every penny. Uh, I would recommend it. Yep. I have nothing to say other than what you just said. Yeah. Like we actually, we talked about this podcast 
a little bit because we knew that like, because the game was short and we, you know, th- there's a we, lot we of, we have enough th- to talk about. Yeah. That there wasn't going to, that it was going to be one of our shorter podcasts, but, uh, but like we really wanted as, as much as we could to get people to play this game. Cause we both really loved it. So. Yeah. Also, we'll try and do this game justice by also not making, not artificially inflating the podcast to be something it doesn't need to be. This game is fantastic. You should play it. We just gave you some extra stuff to think about, but yeah, just go out and get it and play it and then tell us how much you loved it. Yeah, I think the worst thing we can do in this given situation is try to spend time artificially inflating the runtime of the podcast for some criteria that we have just in our head. I want to say head. Yeah, I think that would be the worst thing we could do. Yeah, let's not do that. Let's not do that. But we're going to 100 episodes, whether you like it or not, Matt. All right. (laughs) (laughs) And... Yeah, <laughs> uh, this one was probably more appropriate. Charge. Yeah, I like the first one. All right, for the Chips and Bits podcast, I am Kenny Myers, and with me until the bitter end, Matthew Anderson. And we love you. We love Heart Machine. We'll talk to you next month. Say bye, Matt. Goodbye.